And welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the, the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 221. And today we're going to be talking about two movies that are on Shutter currently from Indonesia. And that is Queen of Black Magic from 1981 and Queen of Black Magic 2020. Yeah, it's like the queen for both oh, of them. Right. Sorry. The queen of Black Magic. Excuse me. And this is technically like the original movie, which is part of Black Magic 3. Because I don't know if you guys remember many, many, many months ago, maybe like a year ago or something, me and Brittany did Black Magic 1 and 2, which were uh, Shaw Brothers films. Uh-huh. And then supposedly the 1981 version is Black Magic 3, probably just from distribution. I've not found any other connection Does to it. Does it have anything to do with the first No, two? and I don't even oh, think it took place in the same areas and stuff. It's just, it's weird. I don't know. Uh-huh. Like, I was trying to find any confirmation of it, and I really couldn't find it. And all I saw was on IMDb. It's also known as Black Magic 3. Oh, okay. But if you guys know, like, Italian cinema and you know demons, there's, like, six or seven fucking demons that really aren't. And they're all different. Yeah, it's just based on the name what they thought might sell in other countries and stuff like that. So they're really not the same, but... Anyway, I'm excited to talk about these today. I thought it was going to be a little bit of a slower week you know like for doing these right it turned out pretty good yeah because christina and christina wanted to quit the no fucking more extreme it's extreme, extreme shit. over yeah she needed a break from that so that was her valentine this wish this is a nice little wish i had yeah which valentine's present. is for us tomorrow but for you guys you've already had it so hope you had a happy valentine's <laughs> happy day Valentine, as you celebrate happy it happy valentine's day you doing okay over there <laughs> no <laughs> It's one of those days. All right. I'm just giving you shit. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so how have you been, Christina? What's going on with you? I am okay. Got nothing going on. (laughs) No, what's going on? Absolutely nothing. Okay. Are you high? <laughs> no. Like, what's going on over here? Did I'm... you sneak some of that chocolate in and you <laughs> forgot what it was? No, I didn't do that. Okay. Just out of it. That's all. Just okay. working too much. All right. Tired. Well, I've been doing a little bit. I've been watching some stuff on, uh, we've been watching WandaVision. I watched Berserker, or, yeah, Berserker from the 2000. I think it's the <gasps> 17 anime. Oh, I started season two of The Purge. Oh, that's right. Was like a long time ago. I couldn't get into that show at all. Actually, the second season is a lot better. 
A lot of people are like, you know, saying it's not as bad as all that, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me. Right. It seems hokey. Well, I like hokey, so. Oh, I know. Fuck yeah. I know you do. I think <laughs> I like it. It's good. We got some stuff that we're going to be watching. We got a VPN here today, so we're going to try that out, see if we can get more access to more movies. I tried it out for a month. Uh-huh. I've never done a VPN before, so I thought, hey, you know, maybe we can... Do we really need access to more movies? Don't we have enough movies? <laughs> right, but I just like to have options, and one of the movies that's coming out in Indo- that's from Indonesia, from one of the directors of these movies that we just watched today, is coming out next week. Oh, okay. And so I'm like kind of curious as to see this other movie that he did is is you can't get access to. It's called Dread Out. Oh, okay. Which is based off a video game that they made two uh, video games of. So I'm really curious to see, you know, I really want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) So we paid for it. You know what I mean? So we're going to try it out and see what it's like. But other than that, I'm pretty much just doing regular stuff. Just keeping up with doing the podcast and doing the YouTube, which if you haven't already, we did a couple of new reviews. We got the Willie's Wonderland YouTube video uh, review up that we uh, talk about there. I got my new haul video that's up. I was going to do a review on Seder, but I had this. It sounded like this when I did the recording. <laughs> And it really annoyed me. So I'll just tell you guys, I enjoyed Seder quite a bit. It is not the type of movie that I like to watch. But if you have a fetish or a liking to the style of The Witch, I would highly encourage you to check out the movie Seder from 2019. It took this guy like seven years to make this movie. And the most interesting thing about the movie is that not only did he make it himself, like 100%, like he built the fucking set. Right. He he built a cabin. He did the you know when the guys do the little fake feet of the horses on the like wooden stuff that's foley? The background noise. Yeah, he did all the mute like mute the uh audio like sound effects and stuff like that all by himself. He learned to edit uh mm-hmm. color correct using DaVinci Resolve and like not only that Not only did he do all that, but when he went to shoot this film, he had a script already. And his grandmother has this really interesting history about talking with this entity called Sater. And he did an improvised shoot with one of the cast members and his grandmother. And she started talking about how she used to auto write. And in 1978, she got put away in an institution because Seder came to her and wrote and talked to her on a regular basis. And they even have footage of her talking to him. It's, that is crazy. And it's all part of this movie that is, you know, for me, it was a real little too slow burn, which yeah. like the witch, you know, right. that I don't like. But if you guys like that, you might want to check it out. But to me, I would rather watch a documentary about uh, his grandmother. Made, yeah. And the making of this movie. Right. It sounds really interesting how this whole thing came about. It's really well shot. There's, you know, good acting in it. It's really atmospheric. The music that he used in it, he made like the sound effects of like the bow and like nuts and bolts and like Mm -hmm. Murray squeaking (laughs) squeaking his dog toy. (laughs) 
Anyway, I figured I'd include it in here because I, I just didn't want to redo the whole fucking thing. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, it wasn't really for me and I didn't even give it a score. It wasn't that it was a cop out for me. It's just that I recognize that it has value and to other people, it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And every time I put a lower value on something that other people like, they always seem to get freaked out. So I'm just going to tell you right now, I wasn't a fan of The Witch. So I'll just say, if you are a fan of The Witch, you might like it. Right. You know? We really got to give The Witch another go, I think. Yeah, I don't know if I have uh, it in me to sit there the whole time and then I be disappointed again. We have to be again. really, really bored. It's like going back to an ex that never satisfied you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, why did I do on. this? We've seen movies that were... <laughs> shut up. We've seen movies that were bad and we uh, went back and we're right. like, oh, wasn't that bad i mean we went and saw it in the theater there was a lot of pressure you know there yeah but you know what i mean christina i know what you mean it's 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 not that it isn't a good quality it isn't that the acting is bad it's that the story is what i like in a movie i think you can have all of those elements and not just push on on um atmosphere and aesthetics the whole time and still have a story it's like i was talking about the love witch on twitter like last week i think Mm. about how that movie is so fucking boring yeah oh my god but you liked it for some reason but i liked it because of the aesthetics of it it was well done like i mean i know there's a story in the witch but like Right. Because everybody's every time I've ever said that I didn't like The Witch, they're like, oh, you must be stupid and like those fucking jump scare movies. Like, nah, dude, your little hypothesis is wrong there, dog. Right. I was like, I like Suspiria. And that has a story. It has atmosphere. It has style. It has great acting. It has all of this crazy shit in it. Mm hmm. So anyway, I don't know. Check out Seder if you like that kind of thing. I thought I'd just let you guys know about it. There's a little bonus review here for you. I've really dug on it and it's history. So check it out. It's fascinating shit, dude. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys, so we decided to pick the first movie the in chronological order that we would do a horror shot theme around. Um, that doesn't mean anything. It's just how it worked out. That's how it is, okay? We, we find something in the movie that we think is kind of interesting and then take that and turn it into a shot. And we came up with... A levitating head. That's right, because in this movie, a head levitates and bites somebody, which was insane mm-hmm. and fun. It was very fun. <laughs> yeah. It has red eyes, and it was freaky. And it was the- levitating. <laughs> yeah. So, Christina came up with this idea uh, for the name of the shot. I came up with the ingredients, but she poured it, and I don't know how much she put in it, so you're going to have to tell them. A third. Er, so, a third a of thir- each? A third of each, yeah. So, we got rum chata, one third. One third butterscotch, 99 butterscotch, and one third mango to give it a little tang just at the end there. Something tropical or something. You know, it's Indonesia. What do we, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I looked, dude, I looked up drinks in Indonesia. Oh my God. And, 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 and I went down this like weird hole about how people have been poisoned uh, by these drinks that they use because they have methanol in mm-hmm. these drinks. And it's like... They lose their eyesight shit. Yeah, people have lost their eyesight and shit from drinking it. It's called Arak. A-R-A-K. It's a, actually... A, it's like a white... It's a Middle Eastern rice. name, actually. No, well, yeah. Wine? There's different ways they do it, but... Right. Oftentimes, it's like paint thinner in there. 
Right. So, yeah, drink at your own risk. But this does not have it, and I got one in front of me, so I'm going to try it out. It looks like a milk titty, little nipple. Mmm, kind of smells good. Go ahead and... Oh, I love how you don't have to try these anymore. Nope. Can't no. drink alcohol. To science. To black magic. <laughs> Is it good? There's a lot of flavors going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, butterscotch and fucking mango and... Rum chata. It actually works, but the the mango is weird with it a little bit. Yeah, I would think it doesn't taste bad, but it is a shock to this to the senses. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so is black magic. So fuck you guys. (laughs) Anyway, so if you would like to try a levitating head, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section. Now that's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Queen of Black Magic from 1981 and the Queen of Black Magic, the Queen of Black Magic from 1981 and the Queen of Black Magic from 2020. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. I did the work on both of these because Christina didn't even want to botch these names that's up. Bull. I was bull. Okay, that's true. <laughs> that's pretty much why we decided to do it. Yeah. Well, I didn't have time either. Yeah, that's fine. She was working. Um, I'm doing all of this. I'm going to be editing the podcast directly after I record this and doing all the Photoshop and everything so that we can share Valentine's Day together. Yay. And I uh, hope you don't <laughs> mind. I got a special little movie that we can watch. Oh, no. I don't... <laughs> anyway. So. The Queen of Black Magic came out in 1981. It's about a woman who's accused of being a witch and thrown to her death over a cliff, which is no joke. She's actually caught by a fucking guy. (laughs) A strange man who rescues her, nurses her back to health, and is told that she must master black magic in order to exact revenge on her tormentors. This is directed by Liliak Sujio, who is an Indonesian superhero movie star kind of director. He does a lot of action movies and stuff. He did uh, Gondala Putra Peter and Jakaswara Darna Ajib, which is another superhero movie. Just a ton of action films that are pretty crazy. And uh, also Tuan Tuna Kuduang, which was pretty, I watched a little bit of it. It was like mm-hmm. kind of funky and good action. That's oh, cool. Okay. Also, we have Susanna. That's just her name who's in the, the movie. She's kind of like a Madonna of Indonesia, pretty much, for acting. She's like a scream queen. She is actually out there. She's done a lot of different work out there, and I would probably, I'm probably butcher all of it because I'm not very knowledgeable of it all, mm-hmm. but I will say that she was in Ratu Sakti Kalun Arang, which is from 1985. Samson and Delia and many, many more. She was a very popular actress back in the day. Very recognizable. W.D. Mokdar, who played the same name, which is confusing. IMDb hmm. with some of these Indonesian names is really terrible. Do you think they just gave up? <laughs> like, no, I, I just don't, don't think they documented it like, you know, like like we do. You right. know what I mean? IMDb might just not be popular over there. Oh, I don't that know. Makes, that makes sense. But you got Gundala Putra 
he did, he was in a movie called Gundala Putra Petir, which is that superhero movie mm-hmm. and Fighting Storm. You also have Teddy Purba, who was in Sangatang Cobra and Gundala Putra Petir, which seems to be a very popular movie over there because they're all in it. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't want to go over every single actor. There's probably like 50 actors in this mm-hmm. movie. There's a lot of people in this movie. But this is also, like I mentioned before, considered to be Black Magic 3, but I don't think they are directly linked, just to be clear about that, as I did a lot of research to figure that out. I think it's only in the U.S. titling, because it would probably help to distribute the movie better, because Black Magic and Black Magic 2 got a lot of distribution over here, and that's why you'll see copies of it in HD a lot faster than you would this movie. Although I am surprised that Shudder did pick this up, and it is on Shudder right now, and it probably has something to do with the re-release of, or doing a remake, which we will talk about next. Mm -hmm. But Christina, what are your thoughts on this film? Oh, hello. Well, I liked watching this movie because it's from another like culture that mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with. Okay. So I like that. It, I found the whole thing and all the concepts and stuff really interesting. And it's funny you said that he was an action director because there was a lot of really good action in this movie. Oh, yeah. and uh, Silly stuff. Yeah, but... and special effects and stuff like that was pretty good. It did get really slow. like A couple of parts. It, yeah, towards the middle. It, and I feel like it needed more of the, like, black magic Satan type of elements, or I don't even know what, they yeah. wouldn't call them Satan. They there was a lot of those scenes, but they were very short-lived. Yeah, they really were. They didn't, um, they didn't push, they didn't push on that. And I also wish, and I know it was like 1981, and it's, a, I know it's a cultural difference, but I really wish there was more of, like, a woman empowerment thing going on well there was what are you talking about what do you, where, where by the end of the movie she she empowered herself well because of the other guy yeah she, get, she was manipulated but i'm just she saying was manipulated by from the like end, all the men she took account of all of it yeah but I, I don't know i didn't really get that right okay i think she was being pulled around by men like in every single direction Mm-hmm. All the women were, like the two women who were in this movie. Well, three women because the mom, too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, I'm just saying, like, I just, I, I, it's that fine. wouldn't it's have been fine. a good it's twist fine. on it. But again, it's a, it's probably just a cultural thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, it, I really enjoyed watching this movie. I didn't think that it would be like anything would come of it. Right. It's definitely in that 80s silly kind of thing. I wish I could show you more, like, action, you know, fighting movies and stuff like that because they get pretty wild. We got a couple of movies that are like, you know, pretty wild like this with some like crazy practical effects and stuff too that Mm -hmm. I could probably show you. And every time I watch some of these, you know, films, I always want to go back and start watching more Mm -hmm. because I just love it. Right, exactly. So I gave it a, I gave it a six out of 10. Really? Okay. And Alex, what did you think? Well, I am. I wasn't as impressed as as you are because I've seen too many. Right. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of different, really uh, insane movies like fucking from Indonesia that, you know, I enjoy too. And, you know, we got like Mystics of Bali or Boxer's Omen or just a ton of different things, you know. But, yeah, I enjoyed it uh, enough. I mean, I think it was a little bit slow in some parts, but it definitely reminds me of the two Black Magic movies that we did from the 70s. Um, those were a little bit more bananas than I think these were. Um, 
but I still really kind of liked it. You know, like there's something about it that I really enjoyed. It's quirky. It's fun. It's, it's like all of a sudden this lady just becomes the queen of black magic through one ritual, <laughs> which right. is just so like overdone. Like you would think that that would take like decades to do, but for some reason he imbues his power onto her and she has more power than him by the end of it, which is a little weird. Um, it's almost like kind of like a Salem witch trial story in a way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, like, because they, that's the typical thing where like a guy would sleep with somebody and then he didn't want to get in trouble. So he called her a witch mm-hmm. because she was pregnant or whatever. And then they killed her. They you know threw her I mean? off a cliff. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Yeah. I, that, you know, they didn't throw witches off cliffs. I think they threw them in the water and burned them. But you know what I mean? And I don't even think burning was like the most preferred thing, by the way. But there is some pretty silly magic stuff with arms waving about and shit happening on screen. I think it's pretty cool for the most part, but it definitely has its downtime. But for an Indonesian flick, I'd say it's pretty a little bit above average. Uh, I would give it, you know, on a scale of the Indonesian flicks that I've seen, I would say about a five. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you are not experienced in Indonesian films, you may be surprised by it. But odds are it is such a different style that you will not you may not like it unless you're kind of like acclimated with other martial arts films or things like that because it is very dated you can tell mm-hmm. i'm a bigger fan like i said of boxer's omen and mystics of bali that kind of weird because it kind of goes for it even further mm-hmm. but even still i it was a pretty decent watch if you like these kind of films it was nice to see it in hd that's for sure but i haven't i've never seen it before you know Because they don't have a lot of these films in HD and there's so many movies that are like this that just get washed away. Mm -hmm. You never see them again. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. I think it's just, I don't know. It did this, by the way, also made me very interested in seeing what the newer version was going to be like. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll talk about that next. All right. So I guess, would you give it a 5.5? I gave it a 6. A 6. So 5.5 between the two of us, pretty much. All right, so now we're going to get into our spoilers and trivia. There really isn't that much trivia about this film. Like, it is very hard to find. Um, You might find it in, like, a review or two of somebody who's, like, followed these films for, like, decades. Um, But I really wasn't able to find too, too, too much about it. So I figured we'd just kind of talk about the movie a little bit more. But this will be spoilerific, so if you do not want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So is there anything up front that you want to talk about in this movie that would be spoilerific that you that either bothered or you liked or whatever? Well, it, right in the beginning when it starts off in the wedding and where everything's like, going crazy. Yeah. And you don't exactly know what's going on. And the bride's being weird. And she's then she starts hitting herself. Sees yeah, there's and shit. There's like a, a ceremony for a wedding going to happen. Some girl bounces out. She's like, I'm sick. I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, something's up with that. You don't know why. Then the the cooks are cooking and they're making a big bowl of noodles and all of a sudden it turns into maggots. It's rotten. She's like, it's rotten. It's rotten. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, lost boys, lost boys. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the bride sees like melty people holding snakes or something like that. What mm-hmm. was it? Their faces are all fucked up. Yeah. Oh, she, she saw the groom and like the guys behind him and the groom's like a skeleton and then the, the groomsmen, I guess, were like zombies. That's right. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. (laughs) But they don't really explain it that well. Like while you're watching it, you're just like, Mm -hmm. okay, why is everybody running around in a panic? They they ask the local shaman to help out. And he's like, 
chucked around the place like a rag doll, which that was one of my favorite things in this movie is that the bodies, the rag dolls that they use. Yeah, they're just throwing them. Yeah. <laughs> like, they and you're like, give damn, a shit. his leg would be fucked up if it hit the ground that hard. Um, it wouldn't be flipping and flapping around. Oh my God. His dying breath, he's like, says West. Like the problem, the 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 magic it comes from the West, mm-hmm. and he one of the the husband that was getting married was like, oh shit, it's my mistress. It must be Mernie. He didn't say it was his mistress. He just said it's Mernie. Oh, uh-huh. oh, it must be her. She lives in the West. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? So then, then they go to the scene where the girl who left sick is crying on that's Mernie yeah yeah is crying on her mom's lap and she told her mom that she wasn't a virgin anymore by Kohar who was getting married that night yeah so she was all shamed and stuff yeah and her mom was like how can I ever show you around (laughs) it was so weird (laughs) well I mean it's you know yeah it's the tainted low (laughs) but yeah they they, she's like she she tells her she had sex but then her mom kind of comes around and uh, all the people come up, Kohar and gang show up, and they just grab the grab Ernie and then beat the fuck out of her and bitch slap the mom. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of people get bitch slapped in this movie. I know, and the funny thing is, is you're thinking like, Jesus Christ, this is getting out of hand. And then immediately after, they set the house on fire with the mom inside. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is getting really out of hand now. <laughs> 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 they did and they even had a scene where the mom's like run she's like walking through the burning house and you thought she, she survives yes yeah, yeah she ends up surviving but they made it seem like she burned in the fire right because i think they wanted the daughter to think that right well no no well in the movie no it wasn't that they wanted her to think that because she shows up later and then the villagers beat the shit out of her again again yeah and she dies then <laughs> So then the, the mob is like carrying the girl. Mernie. Mernie. I keep forgetting her name. I'm sorry. They're carrying Mernie and they're climbing up a hill. And then all of a sudden. Uh, they chuck her off a of floor. Yeah. The, the groom's just like, just throw her over. <laughs> so they they throw the rag doll. Which is hilarious. And, th- and then all of a sudden you see the body bounce and then land into this this guy's uh, arms. Right. She lands into this guy's arms. It's just like a nice catch. And she's just okay with it, but like, you know, I guess she has to because she got knocked the fuck out and all this other shit, but when she wakes up, she tells him about Kohar and how she he had betrayed her love and he had promised to marry her and then when went to go get married to another woman, so he was like, well, you need to exact your revenge on them. You can't let them get away with this. They tried to kill you and your mother. And uh, she was like, well, how would I get back at them? And he's like, well... They said you practice black magic, so why don't I teach you black magic? Immediately, I would have been like, you're the motherfucker that caused this, huh? <laughs> right. Immediately. Well, and he was like, I'm going to make you the queen of black magic. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I don't know, it just seems kind of like she didn't put two and two together to think maybe that there, you know, there's, you know. No, because this is the impression I got in the whole movie. She's she's a woman and she has to do what men tell her to do. Uh, Unfortunately, that's the impression I got. That's not what I was thinking. Oh. But it makes sense. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) So then there's this weird montage where she's, it's, it's, it's film really cool. There's like the moon 
and like mountains and shit. And she's doing and the trampoline. And she's like jumping on the trampoline. Well, they don't, like you can't tell what she's jumping on, but you see her it doing flips like, and it's obviously a trampoline. It's obviously a trampoline. But it was, still was a pretty uh, cool uh, effect there. And then her head like started steaming. They showed a close up. Oh, that's right. Where she looked like an Instapot. She looked like an Instapot head, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was blood on her head and she then she's like picking white flowers. Yeah, and there's this a part where she walks into town and like one of the guys is like, yo, what the fuck? That's Mernie. No, she's a ghost. She's dead. She's a ghost. Yeah, why is she out here? There's no way that's her. And he goes and chases her off and then some other with some other guy. And then that guy gets stung by bees for seeing her and she just waves her little hand around. Nooka, nooka, nooka. And it's like <laughs> all these bees attack his face in literally like 10 seconds. And that was it. Yeah, I was like, man, really savor that, man. Yeah. Like, savor that kill. But they just kind of, like, rushed through it a little bit. Um, all she's got to do is pretty much just stare, move her hand slightly to make a dude, like, have bees. And then the next guy comes along, and he has, she makes him have blisters all over the, all over his body. Because she had, like, a voodoo doll. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think she did at all. She just moved, waved her hands around, and he had blisters all over his body, and they started popping. Oh, okay. And he died. It was a pretty cool scene, actually. I like that. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But Mernie's mom survived the fire, which was really surprising. And she calls him, Kohar, out in front of all the villagers. And he bitch slaps the shit out of her. Again. Again, yeah. And kicks her a bunch, because why not, you know? And then a few of the villagers disagree with him beating on an old woman like that. So he bitch slaps that guy. <laughs> And takes the and then the, takes the village with him, leaving that guy, the woman, and the mayor. I guess whoever this guy is, who's in, the leader of the town. Mm-hmm. There was like this really cool scene too, where she like sinks into the ground, spinning, mm-hmm. and then this dude is in like a rice field, and he just gets sucked into the ground, <laughs> and he's like help, help, and all these people come over to rush over to help him, and they actually are able to pull him out, but he's like covered in all these like fucked up blisters and shit that are popped Mm -hmm. and he just dies see it was cool special effects right there yeah i mean it was cool what they did Mm -hmm. she even chokes out a dude by throwing a scarf around his neck Mm -hmm. and then throwing it up in the trees and it just pulls him up (laughs) i was like damn black magic's kind of cool dude (laughs) and then all of a sudden there's a baby I guess they had a baby. The the couple, the the couple who was married is like Jesus Christ. How much time has gone by? There's yeah. like a six month old baby. Kohar and his wife apparently had a baby. I don't know much. How, see, that's the thing. You don't know how much time has right. passed. Like right. it's really hard to tell how much time has passed. But it, I guess yeah. enough time. Probably a year. Yeah, that they've year. had a baby. Yeah, but uh, it was funny because she made the the baby let uh, the queen of black magic made the baby levitate to her so she could steal it. Right. Oh, some sick magic. Mm-hmm. Then the new t- this new guy shows up in town who's not really a new guy. He's just, he's like returning to his village that he grew up that in. That he was born in. He's this religious guy who's like a shaman, but he won't admit he's a shaman. He's just very humble. And like, he's like, why is this church not being used? And he's like, sometimes they use it every now and then. But we don't care anymore. And he was like, why? Why would you not care anymore? (laughs) And so then he like rebuilds the place or whatever. And that upsets the black magic guy Mm -hmm. because he's like, oh, my God, they're believing in God again. They're doing they're, you know, they're doing God shit. They're doing God shit. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) 
Uh, and immediately the fucking black magic guy tries to stop him with some sort of ritual and, and he's just chilling in that place and it's like falling apart all around him. Even a piece hits his wrist. Do you see that part? <laughs> yeah. And he just stayed still and he's just like, well, mm. well, well, he does some movement and it makes the fucking black magic guy jump back. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck was happening, but, but here comes the best part. Mm. Uh, she confronts the guy. Kohar. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then she whips out an egg. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And then she- Well, that's because the, all the villagers went to her lair. She lives in a cave. Mm-hmm. She went to a cave where the, she does all the rituals, and they all showed up there, Kohar and friends, and then right. they all ran because of her. Except him. Yeah. So then she whips out an egg and eggs him, which is weird. No. Yeah. <laughs> She not she doesn't just egg him like fucking Jesus. Well, didn't, like the egg like like float. She like rolls so it like... down her arm and then floats it around her head and mm-hmm. then shucks chucks it at him and it's like it breaks on his neck and everywhere it lands it like melts his neck. Mm-hmm. Like it's so like bad. It's acid or something. Yeah, and like he she's like ah I feel better now. He begged for her life for his life and to her and she was like. No, I remember what you did to me. Mm-hmm. And then she ripped off his head. No, she didn't rip his head off. Oh, who ripped his head off? No. Oh, it just ripped off. He went crawling back to the village in pain and in agony and died. And his neck got so bad that he grabbed his head and pulled it off. Oh, that's right. Above his head, like holding it like a trophy. Like, look what I got, motherfuckers. <laughs> And then there's blood spraying everywhere. Yeah. And then his head falls in front of him. And then she used a spell Mm -hmm. to make his head float around and bite people. Hence levitating head. Yes. Which is where we got that from. Mm -hmm. Jesus. How do you not remember this shit? I wrote it down wrong. (laughs) Well, I wrote. That was like the coolest. One of the coolest scenes. It was the coolest scene. That that part I really liked in the movie. That was like the cool. It really was. It was like, I wish there was a lot more of that, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. Yeah. Um, so then she's, you know, she's pretty happy with her life. She's like, I got back at Kohar. He's dead. I don't need anything else. I don't need to practice black magic. I'm just going to go on my own way. I'm happy now. And the black magic man's like, you think that's how you're going to repay me? Like a dick about it. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, she keeps fighting against it. Like, I don't have any anger. I can't do it. I can't. He he wants them to kill the town. Mm hmm. Like everyone. Right. And she's like, no, 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 I'm good. I I don't really need any of that. And that's when he gets fucking pissed off. And he, and he, she meets the new guy who's in town, who's coming back from where Mm -hmm. he grew up there. He lives in the city and she bumps into him and like, he gives her fish and they kind of fall in love. And she gives him a fake name because she's like, she doesn't want anybody to know it's Myrnie. Mm -hmm. So she calls him a Sharuni or something Mm -hmm. like that. And, uh, they fall in love and, She's, that shit gets weird. Yeah, it is weird, but they don't really show him. They, nothing happens. He's just like, I just want to marry you and take you into the city. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll go with you, thinking she's going to escape this black magic man. Mm-hmm. But, but when she goes home to tell him, she's like, hey, I'm going to be married. I'm going to the city. He's like, oh, you better be careful about that. You remember what Kohard did, right? He cheated on you. He right. betrayed you. You, you better make sure that that motherfucker's up on the up and up. So, and uh, she's like, oh, shit. So that, oh, sorry. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, so then he does some black magic stuff. Yeah, we'll see, playing with dolls and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's because uh, the this new Charmin guy. Go- Charmin? 
Did you just say Charmin? <laughs> Shit. He, he comes into town selling rolls of toilet paper <laughs> to everybody. I don't know why I can't say the word. Shaman. Shaman. Yeah, shaman. You've never heard the word shaman? Yes, before? I've heard it before, but I, it always comes out shaman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, so they, he they, goes, everybody in town gets free rolls of toilet paper. Go ahead. <laughs> so he goes to the. Uh, no, no, no. We, 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 bears. Didn't, oh. we didn't explain it. The shaman uses dolls yeah. to take one doll representing the new guy in town that she wants to marry and one doll representing Kohar's ex-wife is now... No, widow. Widow, widowed wife, mm -hmm. to make her hit on her man. Mm -hmm. At the exact moment she sees him... You know what I mean? To make it look like he's hitting on other women and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's when she loses her fucking mind. Mm -hmm. And she just destroys the whole fucking black magic place while the, the black magic guy was like smiling like, yes, My yes. My plans have worked. Yes. Me and Ari Aster are good. <laughs> <laughs> no, he ain't no Paymon, but you know what I mean? <laughs> he thinks of himself as, as Paymon. Right. There was that weird scene, though. Do you remember the scene where they made that guy pregnant? <laughs> yeah. I think it was like in between there. And then they prayed the pregnancy away. Right. <laughs> well, he pushed on it and it just it looked like a fucking deflated, like one of those like, you know, those like little toy balls, the blow up, like the ones that, that were like plastic that you get at Walmart that are in the bins. Oh, the bouncy balls? Yeah. And it just looked like, like it yeah, just it flattened. It's, it's funny. It was kind of weird. She gets all pissed off because he's cheating on her or whatever and then comes to town to, like, destroy everybody and, like, tries to attack the church and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, wait, Saruni, what are you doing? She's like, it's not Saruni, it's Myrny. He's like, oh, the Black Witch. Oh, oh my God. The queen. The queen. She's like, I am the queen of black magic. <laughs> I'm angry. But wait, I'm your brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, literally, that's how it went. Yeah, and she's like, what? What are you talking about? It's, it's me. It's me. Uh, he says some other name that doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. They were talking about the mom and stuff, and they figured it out. Yeah, because he was there to come into town to see his family that is no longer around, which is her mom mm -hmm. and her. So whoop-de-fucking-do. <laughs> I know. You would think it'd be like, wait, what? You're my brother. I was going to marry you. Yeah, I know. It's like some fucking like, it was Star no Wars deal. shit. Because even there towards the end, she even said, you're my brother and my lover. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, they do have sex by the very end. I'm just kidding. No. With her corpse? No. <laughs> she doesn't die. I don't, but... Um, but basically, wasn't it the black magic guy? And he like, you know, expresses that he devolves the plan to them and everything like that to say, you know, I used her to kill the town. And the mayor's like, you voted, you were voted out. The people spoke. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Christine is like, that's Trump. That's Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did say that. <laughs> and so they have, you know, of course, a black magic fight with Myrny and the black magic guy, which is essentially just like holding your arms in front of your face and looking like you have like the worst shit of your life. <laughs> and then, bam, his head explodes like some scanner shit, which, you know, it's funny because every time you watch these like mind power movies everybody mm -hmm. looks like they're trying to take a shit they're taking the shit yeah like a bad one like they can't get it out yeah 
I don't I recognize that pooping yourself look. Uh, you know, I knew. I was like, she's using mind power. <laughs> but yeah, that, and then it's just like literally the end. The end. No credits. That's it. Done. Which was early, I don't know, just very abrupt. But, you know, old movies back in the day, that's how they did it. You know, mm-hmm. it was just very quick. It was like, hey, there he is. You know, yep. time to go. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. It was silly. It's a fun, silly movie. Mm-hmm. Although the next director may think otherwise. And uh, it seems like they were huge fans of this movie, as there were a lot of people in Indonesia, which we have the Queen of Black Magic. It actually came out in 2019, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, not 2020, but a lot of people got to see it in 2020, um, overseas and stuff like that. Like it hit the festivals in 2019. Mm-hmm. This movie is about families that were terrorized in an orphanage. Someone wants them dead, apparently with black magic that is very deadly. She has a grudge and she was also born because of the sins of the orphans who formed her into the queen of black magic. Ma ha 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 ha. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so this movie is directed by Kimo Stambuel, who is done a lot of really. Mo- I have I own some of his movies. Um, he's done Killers, Macabre, which is apparently like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre version of a movie where these people live out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He did out Dread Out Tower of Hell, which is called Dread Out 2019 as well, based off that video game I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Headshot, which I own. Takut Faces of Fear. Uh, I would like to see a lot of these just to check them out. Makes sense. It looks cool. He seems to have a really good idea of what I like. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But the writer of this movie is Joko Anwar, who has done a lot of films like Satan's Slaves. He wrote The Forbidden Door, Gundala, which is a, a 2019 version of that superhero that the past director, he was huh. very influenced by the original director as well. Mm-hmm. He was the writer of Impedagore and many, many, many more. We also have some stars. There's a lot of cast in this movie. And I'll be honest, like, I'll try to go through a few of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not going to go through all of them. Right. Uh, we have Ario Bayou, who plays Hanif, or just Nif. Uh, he was in Java Heat, Sultan Agung Tahata Parajuangan. He did uh, Saragoon Road and Petagor. He was uh, key Saptati in that movie, mm-hmm. which this movie kind of has a feel of that, a little bit of that movie in there. Um, I watched it. A lot of people had it on their top list. It wasn't for me, 100%, but I appreciated what they did with the twists. Also stars Hannah L. Rashid, who she was in VHS 2 in the, the Lena segment. She also did The Night Comes for Us, Gundala she was also in. Dread Out, she's also in the movie of that one, so, uh, and quite a few other horror movies. She's done some comedies and things as well. We also have Adisti Zara, who plays Dina in the movie. She was in Virgo and the Sparklings, Delon, and a few, like, family sort of love dramas. Hmm. So this is pretty much her first foray into it, I think. We also have Muzaki Ramadan, who's Haki who was also in Gundala, the remake, Prem, Premen, Quarantine Tales, hmm. and some others. 
This movie came out on November 7th of 2019 and had a lot of different releases over different places. Uh, but it just came out here on Shudder. So if you want to watch this one too, both these movies, of course, are on Shudder that we talk about today. And they came out at about the same time. So if you want to watch them in order, you can. And what did you think, Alex? Wow. So, holy shit, dude. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say about this film. Like, I loved it. Like, I absolutely fucking loved it. If this is the kind of crazy Indonesia can make now, which it seems like they're really hitting a fucking their stride right now. Holy fuck. Like, please make more of this because this shit is amazing. Like, this movie is pretty much all over the place. There is some CGI and that's probably one of the downfalls for a lot of people in the movie but i think you know like they they do what they can they do also have practical in here too and honestly the practical's good in this movie too but some of the things that they do in the movie it's just really hard to do without cgi mm -hmm. you know what i mean although back in the day they used to eat them make them eat centipedes and all kinds of shit and put shit in their mouths that they didn't want to right but they can't do that now <laughs> well, i mean they could no <laughs> Right. The characters are really relatable and they also sort of let on that something is, you know, happened in the past, which gives it this sort of awkward, uneerie feeling with characters that you kind of like, which is always a really good thing. It does spend some time kind of like, you know, getting to know the characters. And I see nothing wrong with that in the beginning of this movie. Mm -hmm. There's, you know hints and clues and weird things that happen just in the dialogue and some of the characters that they meet that make it interesting enough to keep you, you know, interested while these little things happen as it progressively gets worse and worse and worse and worse and doesn't stop getting worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is just so many characters that litter the screen. It almost makes you wonder, you know, how they were able to make this a coherent story. Right. You know, that's not easy. You know, to make everybody have their their limelight that you give a shit about. And I think he does a really good job here. They make you feel for everyone and they drag everyone through absolute fucking hell in this movie, which is amazing. In a lot of ways, it, it to me, has um, a movie that you guys, if you have not seen, that is on Netflix, I highly encourage you to watch. It's, it's another Indonesian film that's called May the Devil Take You. There's a sequel that came out that's on Shudder, too, May the Devil Take You 2, but I highly recommend the first one because that one's like the one that I really liked and I missed out on a few years ago. And you should check that out if you like this film as well. Very similar kind of vibe, which, you know, I understand like some people are like, oh, it's not that unique. I mean, come on. Like this movie does things that no other movie has been able to do. They do things very differently in this movie, even if the plot is similar to other plots. I don't give a fuck. It's black magic revenge that's all about black magic so you how are you going to do it any other way right and if we're going to go back to the original which this is based off of they should have the rights to be able to do an original shit based on that alone mm -hmm. other films have followed suit and done it there before you know but i think it's a little i've seen a lot of reviews on this and i think that's a little too much of a critical point it really doesn't matter because even if it borrows from stuff it does it better right you know what i mean like it does it so well 
it's not a hundred percent perfect, you know, like, but it's a fucking good ride guys. Like again, that noticeable CGI has been a comment in a lot of different reviews and a lot of people sent bringing it up. But honestly, like if the film's good enough and does some shocking things enough, I think you can look past it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I don't think it's even that bad of CGI. Yes. There's a lot of really dark lit situations and in dark, CGI is terrible. You can, for some reason, just tell. Sometimes in light it is, but I think they did the best they could. So for me, it didn't take away from uh, all the gross-out moments, which in true Indonesian fashion, he brings those gross-out scenes like the days of old of, like, mouthfuls of centipedes and fucking worms and all this other shit that is fucking just golden. And it just kind of brings a smile to my face because... You can tell that this director admires where these films, where where his history came from, you know, mm -hmm. where the Indonesian film culture came from. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. And I think he did Indonesia proud with this movie. The soundtrack is really fucking good at building the intensity of this movie, too, because these things just happen and you're just like, whoa, it's not going to go there, is it? And then it's like, yep. And then it's like, oh, thank God it's over. Nope. <laughs> We're going to keep pushing that button. We're going to keep taking you there. And it's like, I'm like, fuck, yes. <laughs> like, it, it gets me excited just talking about it. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. And with the combination of the music that they did in this, that is very organic, like just hearing Tapping you stuff. can hear like someone just knocking on a table in the distance and it just has this like repetitive sort of nature that kind of like adds to the intensity of the film, which I really enjoyed. And they don't just do the knocking. They do all these different things. Plus, you know, the big screechy stuff, you know, but I don't know. It just helps the movie pound on you. You know what I mean? Like, it really does pound on you. And then when you think it's over, it just keeps fucking going, guys. Like, they were like, nah, dog, you think it's over? <laughs> Let me show you 10 more fucking things that'll blow your fucking mind. Which is like a candy store to a horror fan, especially that, that like gore or just horrific situations. Because it's just one thing after another. And it's just a string of events of like this glorious crazy shit hitting this fucking screen that is really dark like kids die in this film kids get hurt in this film without any fucking care in the world mm -hmm. like you're like oh no they won't do that nope they do it they don't give mm -hmm. a fuck i was I'm, I'm seriously like when i wrote this i was in a serious state of excitement and and happiness about writing this about this movie and it's it's just great in my opinion to have movies like this to come out that really just give that vibe like where it's just like anything goes and they really do something different and kind of unique with familiar sort of plot and storyline. But I don't know. It has its flaws. I'm really having a hard time deciding whether I give this thing a nine or an eight point five. Like, that's how much I like it. I know, dude. Like, but it's so good. And I'm late to the party. Everybody else has been seeing this movie and enjoying it or hating it or whatever. But to mm -hmm. me, I think this is a damn fucking good movie. And the only reason I would give it an 8.5 is because there are minor flaws with it. There is some minor gripes with it. But it, depending on how your acceptance of these certain flaws are, it may or may not matter to you. So right. it, it could be a 9 or a 10 for some people. And it could be like a 6 or a 7 because they can't let go of something simple. 
But really, sit down and think about how many movies do we get that go this far? Not many. This movie is is just chock full of fucking crazy shit to the brim. And I absolutely love it. Like, there were some scenes that I was like, ooh, don't do that. No, 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 no. The mirror scene? Right. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, really cool stuff that they were doing in the mirror. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff, really. Yeah. But anyway, what do you think, Christina? What did you think? I know I've gone on and on. Well, pretty much what you said. <laughs> really? No, but I don't well, know how you feel. I, I wouldn't go as far as you, I guess. It was good. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I like how they tied in the first movie, like just a little bit. But, you know, the first that first movie is tied into this. It relates right. to this movie. It kind of really goes backwards like a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but it did get kind of confusing. There were a lot of characters. Sure. And I was trying to keep up. There's a lot going on. I was trying to keep up. I think I'd enjoy it more again if I watched it a second time. I really enjoyed the younger kid's character. He was good. He was really good. He was funny. Like, I really. Charming. Yeah. He, he, like, the character was aware of himself, which you don't really see kids like that. Right. Um, they used him a lot the, in a lot of different scenes that were really pivotal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the story was okay. Yeah, it was kind of all over the place. Like once you like once it gets to where it's going, it kind of just like goes all over the place, which just got confusing. What I, I what I like though is when they do that though is that it's just like I just want to make this small point when some of the shit's going down, it's like everybody just is let in on it all of a sudden. You know, like there's different groups that things happen to all at once. And then they all kind of meet in the middle and are like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. Which I love. It's like that intensity, that rush. It's almost like, you know, when you see a like a action zombie movie where they're like shooting and all this crazy shit's happening, like in Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. It's that rush. And I love that. So, mm-hmm. but go ahead. I'm sorry. The But yeah, I didn't like the CGI and I did point it out when we were watching it. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't that good. I thought it would have been better if they just would have used like real bugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Bugs and blood. Would you have done it? Well, I'm not an actor. I'm just saying. Like, why I, would you? What you think actors want bugs in their mouths? Well, no. But there, I mean, there was a there was a cool there was some cool things they did. Like they they shot uh one of the females' backs where the pores open and like right. bees come out. You know, like beehive, which is cool. But I mean. It would have been cooler if it was practical effects, but whatever. That's just my opinion. But no, no, no. I think part of the reason why that they did a lot of CGI for those specific things, though, just to just to, to back it up. And yeah, I know it's these, money, and it's these are real actors. Like the acting in this movie is great. Like it is really yeah, great. Yeah, it really is great. Like everyone that I saw in this movie had a great job. They're very nuanced characters that have very nuanced things that happen. And that is a sign of a really good director, in my opinion, that they can handle so many characters at a time and still be able to pull that off. Like just little subtle ticks and things that people do. I'm just saying that if because they wanted that higher level of acting, maybe they weren't able to make people eat fucking centipedes and shit like that. You know what I mean? Right, money. But... Well, yeah, it's, not even, they, it's not even money, is it? That They're just that good. They're not going to put shit in their mouth. Mm-hmm. So it was a sacrifice. Hey, we could get this like person who's not that great at acting and do this role and eat fucking centipedes, or we could just fill it in. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. I know what you mean, but it's still, the CGI was still bad. Okay, go ahead. Um, Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, all the characters were believable, and it did. It had really good atmosphere. 
So I gave it a seven out of ten. Seven. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I thought it would be more than that. Yeah, I'm having a hard time, man. I don't know if I mean like I I definitely see the flaws and stuff that they're saying, but there's some creepy shit in this movie. Mm-hmm. There is, and I definitely defend it because. Oh okay. I think it's great. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> like, like, don't take it so personally. Like, I'm just saying, like, I, I just, I don't agree with you. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. I don't think the CGI well, is that bad. It's not bad, but the CGI was bad. I don't think it's that bad. I've seen worse, way worse than yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen worse too, but this is like 2005 CGI. Mm, I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll get better at it or have a better team or maybe they'll do more practical, but I just don't see how you're going to put a fistful of fucking worms in your fucking hand and then mash it in your mouth and do the things they were doing. I just do not see that they happening. They did it in that first movie. I don't know. This has got some mean-spirited shit in it that I just think that putting just regular kids there would be fucked up to even do. Like, they were doing stuff to these kids, too. And I was, right. like, shocked. Like, holy shit, this is happening to everybody. Like, right. So, I don't know, man. But I say you watch it. Uh, Christina's wrong. No, she's not wrong. Well, I think you should watch it. I was I was kidding. I was <laughs> kidding. <laughs> You're so triggered right now. Well, no, it's... I mentioned it, and then you got to go on and be like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing. That's fine. So, at least gets a, a, a 7.75 or an 8 from both of us. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we do have some scenes. Um, I didn't really go over the trivia and everything like that because I just kind of wanted to go, like, freak out about some of the moments in this movie that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, like, uh, I don't know, just get into it a little bit because I think it's fun to watch and talk about this movie in particular. Things that I really thought were really cool. And I would like to hear what you had. Like some of the things that you thought were really good. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want anything spoiled, please go check this movie out on Shutter right now and watch it. And then watch the May the Devil Take You. Not the one on Shutter, the one on Netflix, the first one. And then you can watch the Shutter one if you want. I personally think the first one's better than the second one by just a little bit, but it just has a better vibe. But yeah, here's your warning for all the spoilers. So what do you want to talk about? What is it? Well, in the beginning, I did like how they they broke in, like, us getting to know the family, and they were just driving. It felt natural, didn't yeah, it? It really, they did feel like a real, real family. Right. And they were, like, joking around in the car, and they were talking about how they're driving to an orphanage, the orphanage where the dad was raised, and the mom was like, like, oh, oh, he's such a, your dad is such an awesome guy because he was a, a you know, an orphan, and the, the older kids was like well why didn't you just adopt us then and then, <laughs> then the parents get all serious and they're like or the dad gets all serious and he's like i think it's time baby, they know. yeah it's, and then you know and they're oh you guys are adopted and of course the littler one the character i really like like he thought they were serious and it was just really funny <laughs> that was pretty funny yeah it was a good way to break in the character and while they're laughing they hit something mm-hmm. and this is like a really like this is like these are those breadcrumbs that I always talk about in in good horror movies where mm-hmm. they they leave little breadcrumbs of mystery and appeal to to kind of get you through the the supposed boring parts which 
I didn't think they were boring because they're so well written and so well acted. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought these characters are very believable. Everything that they did, the way they reacted to situations, the way that they found mysterious things in the house that kind of brought back memories and how they reacted to them. Mm-hmm. Just man, like it's he's a really good director. Like I, I, I right, and the writing in this is is really good too. So, um, yeah, is it going to be a hit every time every movie he makes? Who knows. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to seeing Dread Out, which we might be doing next week uh, for you guys, because I want to see that. I think it might be fun to watch another fucking bad shit movie like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, he hits something and they go and they see the truck, the, the deer on the side of the road, but that's not what they hit. Mm-mm. And you don't find that out until way later when all the other brothers that he grew up with in the orphanage show up. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes, he looks at the front of his car and he sees, like, the hair in it. And they're like, that's not deer hair. Yeah, and he's like, oh, my God, I think I hit a child. Mm-hmm. He's like, you gotta come with me. And, like, you know, and the way that he, the movie is, is cut up and the way that they're doing it is that it's kind of bouncing back and forth with different people. So, like, it goes to the son talking to Ronnie about the door in the hallway because he's, like, super curious about what the, the green blue, door, the blue, green, whatever door. He's like, what's that door? And she's, like, fucked up. And she's like, that's where they let Mira die. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? What do you mean? He was like, they buried Mira in here. You know, she was she was a crazy witch who believed in black magic and she killed her daughter and hit her out in the woods so that they couldn't find her and came back and they locked her in the room and she banged her head so hard against the door until her head, her skull cracked open and she died and they buried her in the room and like, what the fuck to this little kid? And then she like knocks on the the door while the kid's like, oh God. Subtle things like yeah. that too. It was effective to me when she did that. Right, right. Even when I saw her do it, the way that she told it. Right. And the way that they reacted was just it so was good. Funny. And then like later on when they were eating dinner and she was, she was, the kid was like trying to get the parents or whatever to talk about whatever happened and and she's like don't worry do you want to see the video i have a video yeah <laughs> like so, that whole dynamic yeah she's like i'm not going to show you anymore because it's going to give you nightmares but it's just like this weird it's like they're in this like house of horror mm-hmm. that they're not aware of and then like the the phrase of the house start to come out at each of them a little bit Mm-hmm. And they all start having their own experiences. Meanwhile, this guy's going back to drive to where the, the mile marker he was at to see what he actually hit. And they see that it's a child and he freaks out and he goes down the road where she's laying there. And he sees a bus. Full of dead children. Yeah, he goes in there and yeah, it's full of, of like rotting children. Yeah, like with centipedes crawling in and out of their mouths and stuff. Well, oh shit, we should have called the horror shot a rotting child's rotting children. <laughs> no, because we had a rotten anyway, apple picker kidding. anyway. Oh. Uh, can't do that. That would have been too much. I, I know. I I'm like teasing. levitating head. It's fine. That's why I'm saying it on right now. Yeah. But yeah, and like that whole story, when you find out later on more about what happened on the bus, is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. This fucking lady who's you can see in the in the background—they never show her face until the very end. Uh huh. She is always she gets on the bus and like makes all the children go crazy except for one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like what the fuck? 
Because she was using that child to lure lure them over to see. Is that what it was? I think so, yeah. I don't know. She, she's not affected by it for some reason and runs. And that's when you find out she's the one that got hit by the car. Mm-hmm. Which I just love that wraparound where it comes all the way back to the very beginning of that whole thing. Right. And they do this so masterfully. The way that it's written and, and how they did it. I was like, damn, dude. Like... Like, this is some really cool shit. And the fact that they're showing all these kids go absolutely fucking batshit insane, smacking their head on the seats till they die mm-hmm. is kind of fucked up. Yeah. That's like dark. Yeah. You know? And and even the first time when he sees the kids all dead and then he has the buddy go back to see them. Because mm-hmm. they, the two guys that first see all of this, they have... They go back to the house because they yeah, have no signal. They pick up the the girl who was hit by the car. Didn't know she was thought she was dead. Put her in the car. Drive back. Show the other brother. The yeah, other brother they don't want to like, let the kids the and everybody know. So like this is all secret from them. Mm-hmm. And then one of the the shorter orphanage brother he goes to drive to go to the police station and stops at the mile marker to see what they're talking about to see if they're full of shit because he mm-hmm. doesn't believe them and when he goes in all the children that were facing forward are now facing backwards mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of creepy it's really creepy and then really he hears creepy. like a mm-hmm. like on the front of the bus and he's like oh, what the fuck and he looks and he sees a lady out there walking through the fucking grass mm-hmm. coming up to the thing and then when he turns around the kids are all facing forward mm-hmm. like and it's like holy shit this is so cool it's creepy and then while that's happening back at the fucking house mm-hmm. each of the ladies the the, the, the orphanage wives, brother yeah, yeah all the wives are having their own shit going on. Yeah, which is really cool because they kind of like toy with some of the ideas of each of them, like what their flaws are. You find out the one girl, she has like a, a bacteria. She had like a phobia. Yeah, she had a rash or something. So she's obsessing about bacteria. Right. She has like centipedes that land on her and go in her mouth and choke her. Mm-hmm. And then the other girl's like scared of her weight and she's always like not eating and stuff. And like, even people are sitting at the dinner table like, you're skinny, though. You look beautiful. Like, what, what is the matter? Mm-hmm. Why are you not eating? And she's just like, thinks she's fat. And that's the scene with the girl when she looks in, in the, the mirror, mirror. That was really cool. She grabs a knife, the fruit knife off the table. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, I'll just cut off a piece here. Yeah, but when she's looking in the mirror, you can see like the mirror is, is showing her like she's fat. But then her body is well, it's like not fat. Just, she's just pudgy. Right, you know what I mean. Well, yeah. she's gonna cut off the fat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But the regular, she's just you know not fine and normal. Yeah, and then she starts cutting off. It was so weird. Yeah. And then she cut her. her it looked chin. like she was cutting clay. She, right. Like it didn't bleed or anything. Like it did leave a little bit of liquid, but she just she was wiped just it away. The skin. Yeah, she just kind of wiped it away, and it was like she was cutting clay off, and like in the and- mirror. And she cut her chin like she was cutting her double chin. Well, when the when the camera pans back for away from the mirror, you see, right, her cutting her fucking chin off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was freaky, man. Right, like you see her gash on her stomach and mm-hmm. and like the flap of the skin under her chin. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, holy shit! And she like mm-hmm. looks at her husband and she's like, I'm thin now. And he's like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> and then she realizes what she did to herself and she started freaking out. Yeah, she like falls on the ground. And that's when the other woman's like choking. Mm-hmm. On and the she, centipedes. Or yeah, she jams her fingernails into her own skin because you can see these. She pukes up a bunch of centipedes with blood. Mm-hmm. And then you see them all like all scurrying around under her skin. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then it's like. You, she rips open her fucking arm skin and all these fucking centipedes come crawling out all over her face and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Ugh, and everybody's like freaking out. Like, what the fuck is happening That's right now? They're home now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they all get in the car to leave to go to the hospital and they leave the kids yeah, there. Yeah, they just leave the fucking kids there. Oh, the other people are there. They'll take care of them. They'll be fine. I'm like, fuck no. All this crazy shit's going on. You don't fucking leave your kids. Yeah, that was like crazy. That was weird. So then they're driving, right? And they keep passing mile marker 81, which was where the bus was. Right. So they're obviously looping and they can't leave. Right. They're stuck in her hell. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Blair Witch there. Yeah. Didn't think about it that way, but yeah, it's very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's like a kind of a common trope, you know, when you're in this like world. Yeah, you, it's a supernatural thing. Yeah, like they did it in, in The Mouth of Madness. They did it in, you know, Blair Witch. They've done it in, like, numerous other films. Mm-hmm. Blair Witch did it first before he had The Mouth of Madness, though. Oh, yeah? Because it was, where did they? Was it Mouth of Madness before Blair Witch? It was 94, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I, I got that backwards. Yeah, because Blair Witch was 99. Mm-hmm. So they weren't even the first ones to do it. And how anybody can't understand. Never mind. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> Why did they just use the fucking compass? Yeah. Why did they follow the stream? Because it's magic, you fucking Why idiot. Why didn't they just take the road? All right, Christine, enough. <laughs> anyway, so the kids are like playing at the pool table while the parents are driving back to the to the orphanage. And the other daughter who's been flirting with one of the older orphanage kids, the boys, pulls out a gun. What is this, America? I know. I was like, what is going on? That's what I was like, what the fuck? I was like, okay, so bad shit's about to go down Mm -hmm. here. And he's like, oh, and you see a rat. And he's like, I'm going to shoot the rat. And she's like, why would you shoot the rat? He's like, I'm not rich like you. I can't just pay for somebody to take care of it. We have to take care of ourselves out here. And then she gets mad and leaves. Mm -hmm. And then the lights go out. And then he starts, like, his hands aren't in control anymore, and he grabs a stapler, like an industrial stapler. Staple gun. Yeah, not, yeah. and he, like, is pushing it against his lips and, like, closing up his lips. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ooh. Yeah, it was crazy. And then the little boy comes in the room mm-hmm. after that, and he's like, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? We got to go. What's going on? And then he grabs the gun, and he's like, please go, please go. But he can't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then he points the gun at the kid, and you're like, oh, fuck. Did, <laughs> like, and then didn't he shoot the kid, like, twice? Yeah, it's a pellet gun, but, yeah, they shot yeah, him. that shit hurts, He though. shot him once. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's air canister, too. It'll mm-hmm. pierce the skin, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just not a bullet bullet. Right. You could kill somebody with it. Right. Um, Especially at that range. He was, mm-hmm. like, in this fucking, you know, five he feet had, apart. He had a point in his eye, too. He shot him in the leg, and then the arm, and then the kid disappeared or something like that, but... I was just like, damn. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't understand that. Like, all of a sudden, like, crazy shit would happen, and then these people would disappear. Right. Well, then they... they, And then they reappear. Then this is when when the parents are driving back from the mile marker. He's like, okay, okay, I got to explain what happened. 25 years ago, there was a fire in the orphanage rooms, and three girls died, and Miss Mira 
the lady who was pounding her head on the door and died, was using black magic and she burned those kids as a sacrifice. We find out later that's not even true, but they helped them bury Miss Mira in the floor. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like we as the viewer didn't even know this, of course, you know, Mm -hmm. until this part, you know, with the help of Mr. Bundy, who is the, the sick orphanage owner who's dying and they're 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 going to visit in the beginning which we didn't really explain but whatever and the girl with the weird eye the burned eye and the uh tick the weird tick guy mm-hmm. were there and they run off like they knew about it right there was also that scene with the kid watching with ronnie before he gets shot by the the gun she showed he watches the tape on his own and he sees mrs mira walking down the hallway and it clips to the camera down the hallway where he actually is Mm -hmm. and you see her like a third leg. Oh yeah, like clicky-clanky. Clickety-clackety. And like it all of a sudden he's like, keeps looking back and forth to the TV in the hallway Mm -hmm. because he hears her. It sounds like it's behind him and then all of a sudden he sees her feet in front of like behind the TV Mm -hmm. and he looks up and she's like ah, which is okay. Yeah. But it it's kind of scary, you well, know. For the kid, yeah. It was kind of ringy. It's kind of ringy. Yeah. I think that's when the the parents get back, right? And they're yeah. like looking for the Well, yeah, because after that scene he runs in with the gun, the kid with the gun and stuff. Right. And then the the main guy's right, and the game, main guy's wife goes to Mr. Bandy's room and sees someone duck under the the bed mm-hmm. and then she looks under there and finds like a keepsake box and there's pictures of little, of girls. little girls in a bed yeah gross and it turns out that mr bandy's been fucking molesting the girls and was covering his fucking tracks the mm-hmm. whole time by blaming it on miss mira mm-hmm. and she was the one that was actually trying to use she was trying to she protect was the protect the girls them. yeah she she did use black magic that was real but she did not burn those girls. Mm-hmm. And she did it to protect the girls and then got killed. You find out who Myrnie is because they talk about Mira's daughter disappearing into the forest. And then they blamed her for burying the kid out in the fucking forest. Blame Miss Mira. Right. What really happened is that she she saw what happened and disappeared. Mm-hmm. And she is the black magic woman. Mm-hmm. And she's making all these crazy fucking things fucking happen. And these two older orphanage runners who were taking care of Mr. Bandi, the uh, Mamna and, uh, yeah, was it Mamna and Siti or mm-hmm. whatever? And he, she, they, they confessed that they know that he was doing this mm-hmm. and he threatened their lives that if they told anybody that they would die. Mm-hmm. So they stayed there because they felt like they were, prote- they were trying to protect the children. Yeah. So that's why they stay there. And she also, and when she was a kid, she burnt herself with water so he wouldn't touch her. Right. And they, you know, they, then they explain, you know, how Miss Mira and all this other stuff. And then the, we, all of a sudden the dead girl comes in from outside. The one that was like, that, that they hit. hit. Yeah. In the beginning <laughs> of the movie. And you're just like, wait, who's this? And she's like, oh, they're like Ritzy or something like that. And I was like, huh? Who's that? Mm-hmm. And she's like, talks about what happened on the bus. 
and how they all went crazy and the lady came after and and they all killed themselves and then that's when she was hit by the car which is just so awesome that was such yeah, a like yeah that was a, a good scene that was a good just flashback so you know what happened uh, I'm like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Niff realizes that Mernie went missing and exacted her revenge on all of them so once again they try to leave when one of the wives leaps onto the hood of the car possessed the one that had the, the centipedes coming out of her mouth and arms and shit mm-hmm. giving them a warning and then she snaps out of it and falls off it starts bashing her head on the window or whatever. Remember? Mm-hmm. She was bashing her head on the window and then falls off. Right. And then Mernie appears and floats over to them and chokes Niff when his wife picks up a knife to cut Mernie, but is hit on the back of the head with a brick by that Ronnie chick. That, the, the other little girl. Yeah. Who's her or, daughter. Yeah. Which I didn't think about that until the very end. Mm-hmm. She had gotten pregnant by Mr. Bondi mm-hmm. and she dropped him off, dropped her off. Mm-hmm. planting the seeds to take over everybody mm-hmm. once again. Right. By making Mr. Bondi sick, by making everything happen. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much going on. And then this was really fucked up. Like, the mom wakes up, right? She's like the savior, kind of the hero in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she's hearing screaming in all these different rooms around her. And she's in one herself. And she gets out and she looks into one room and it's like, you see Lena, Eva and Jeff are in one room getting fucked up, like in their own crazy torture rooms. Yeah, everybody's getting tortured. Right. Like possession torture. Like going, like losing their minds. Right. And then another room is full of others being melted by scolding hot water being sprayed on them. Mm -hmm. Another room is, is her older kids. Like she's got another older son and older daughter Mm -hmm. and he's puking and out centipedes and the other one's getting lacerated on the back by something invisible Mm -hmm. and they're both kind of like leaning forward like it's weird like they're floating like head to head but they're leaning at a 45 degree angle Mm -hmm. like something's holding around their neck or something right it's pretty crazy right and then another room is is mr bandy on a chair with niff in the corner and his wife is, like, chucked up a wall. She, like, hits her head on the ceiling or whatever mm-hmm. when she walks in. And then back to the floor, and she sees Mernie, and she tells them she has... She's like, I had to stay pure for Mr. Bandy, but it didn't work. And this is how we find out that Ronnie is her daughter, mm-hmm. and Ronnie's helping her. Mm-hmm. R-A-N-I. That's how you say it. Ronnie. Ronnie. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm here to create hell. Because I'm not sure that hell actually exists after death, so I'll make sure that there is one here. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody's in their own right. separate rooms. Yeah, get, getting possession tortured. Yeah, like like just crazy shit. And that is so fucking cool to me. Like just that Yeah, whole, that's some Hellraiser shit right that's there. That's some crazy shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that is some like seriously, seriously fucked up kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like this guy would be really good at doing a Hellraiser movie now that I think of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, totally. Could you imagine, like, if he even if he had like um, like English speaking actors and stuff like that, like I feel like he might be able to do a That'd really be really good... cool. I like to see that. I I want. I don't know if they would ever do it. They'd be like, no, this is an American no. franchise. You can't let no. some Indonesian come in here. It's America. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to make America great again. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
You know, we also forget about that scene where the, the fucking Lena chick is like eating a fistful of fucking hairy ass caterpillars. Yeah. That was weird. That was weird. She was like, God, they're so fucking good. Because I'm sure she thought <laughs> it was like food, food, but in reality it was caterpillars. It's weird. Yeah. Because yeah. she hasn't eaten. Yeah. Because it was possession. Right. And he's like, look what you're eating. <laughs> oh. Anyway, back to the end of the movie here. She's like, why are you trying to tell my kill my children? They did nothing to you. And she's like, because their father killed my mother. And Ronnie comes over and hands her a sickle to kill her husband. Mm-hmm. And she's using her black magic to essentially... Yeah, murder her own husband. Make sure that she's like, look, I'll let you go if you kill your husband mm-hmm. and your children go. Or I think that's what she said. Yeah, she said, kill your husband and your children will be free. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Mernie gets stabbed from behind. It's it's her little it's son. It's her favorite character of the whole movie. Yeah. Of course it is. And he just stabs her, and she's like, what the fuck? And so mom takes the scythe. The, is it a scythe? I think it's a scythe. Yeah, it's like the crop scythe. Right, like a small one. A small handheld one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he takes it to her neck and fucking cuts her fucking head off, dude. Like in one foul swoop, just like, uh-huh. And the head rolls in front of the kid. Like this little kid, dude. Right. He, like He's seen worse. <laughs> I, yeah, but I mean, just thinking of the actor, though, you know what I mean? Like It was CGI. The head was not it CGI. Was, was, the head was not CGI. That was not CGI. How in the hell does a head talk when it's decapitated? Of course, <laughs> afterwards, they added that on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, then you're like, oh, it's finally over, you know. No, nay, nay. No, 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 no. Nay, nay, nay. It's the the head speaks. How dare you? No one leaves here. And she, her body gets up, picks up her own head, and comes to the mom. But the mom's like, fuck this shit, and throws a fucking candle on her to catch her on fire. <laughs> and they all leave Mr. Boundy to die, you know, mm-hmm. which, of course. Because he deserves it, yeah. And I'm like, Yes! And then... Uh, the end, or wait. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> Later, you see the mom picking up her son and Seedy from school, the, the girl with the, the weird eye, and mm-hmm. who's got burned even worse from the fucking... Mm-hmm. F- the second water. Fire, yeah. yeah. No, not the second fire. Oh, the water. When she was in the, the room torture. getting sprayed with water, water, like melty water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get in the car, and she looks in the mirror and sees Mernie in the back window, and then the rearview mirror... And she's like, what the fuck? She runs out of the car. Right. Fuck. And then and then it pans to the realtors who are selling the orphanage. And they're like, oh, I'm not glad to be out of here. Let's get out of here. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you they're stuck. <laughs> and so then you see, you hear the clacking of Mrs. Mira, her leg. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it's not over. Right. So, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I, I, I would love to see a second Dude, one. Dude, and then I'm sure, you know, it's funny. And then the, and then the family from... Toys of Terror moves into that orphanage. Right. Fuck thing. You know what I mean? And it's the toys. That's, that's the uh, the sequel. But... Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good sequel. <laughs> this is way better than that. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I couldn't. But I really enjoyed this. There was a lot of fun stuff. And, and like I said, if you've seen this and you enjoyed this, 
definitely watch the May the Devil Take You. I think you will really find some. These are the like closest films that I can even relate to each other. Mm-hmm. And May the Devil Take You is kind of like a Evil Dead kind of movie. Uh-huh. Like it reminded me of Evil Dead in the weirdest ways. Like just how stylish it was and everything like that and the things that they did in it. And it's also nonstop like this movie. Mm-hmm. But I think this one is better than it. By a oh, little. Wow. Yeah, it definitely. Wow. By a good bit. Mm-hmm. Because of how everything worked together in this. So, but yeah, I would love to hear what you guys think of these two movies. Have you seen the original 1981 one? And did you like the new one too? Or were you kind of like, eh, it's not that good? Because I've heard mixed things on this movie. Mm-hmm. And I honestly just, I'm like, fuck y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah, you guys are spoiled. Because to me, I don't see shit like that every day. Right. I don't get to see that kind of wild shit just go loose in a movie. And I love that. Mm-hmm. It was like an hour long of, of just solid everything going batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking dream come true, in my opinion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even if you think the, the, the CGI is completely shitty, they did practical in it, too. And it looked good, too. Right. So and then an even really cool thing at the very end in the credits is that the director even showed the original 1981 stills. Right. That was really cool. That was really cool. Like, you know, like nod like this is where we, you know, this is where it came from. Well, It might be where he uh, got in, you know, it was inspiration, like, you know, like for making movies in general, because it seemed very personal. Yeah, it did. And um, all I got to say is if the director listens to this or the writer or the actors or anything, you guys are amazing. I absolutely loved your film and I cannot wait to see more from you. Like I need to rewatch some of the old movies that I own, like the headshot movie, which is like an action movie Mm -hmm. uh, about this guy getting wound up in some sort of like violent gang. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's pretty crazy. Like, I, I started to watch it, and I, I don't know why I didn't finish it. But, yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. And I cannot wait to check out Dread Out next week, dude. So <laughs> we're going to be watching. Next week, we're going to be watching a couple of uh, movies. One that's uh, Dread Out that came out in 2019, which I've been talking about nonstop. But also, also got uh, written by a director named Rocco Zevenbergen, who did a new movie that's coming out it's an independent film and uh they reached out to us because they liked how we talk about like independent films and how we're a little bit more open to them than a lot of other people i guess um that's all i surround myself with is mostly people who are pretty open to just about everything so (laughs) you'll watch anything yeah yeah like i don't know like i so i didn't even know that there was like i mean i knew there was people that only like mainstream movies because i used to be one of them years ago you know right until you start getting the hunger and then you're like, I'll take everything now. Like I just want to, <laughs> but yeah, he's got a movie that's coming out. I Rocco wrote this movie. It's, it's called, I need you dead. And it looks fucking bananas about this like severed head that goes on an adventure with this guy. And like, it looks kind of silly, but it also looks like kind of awesome. Like the way that they shot it and stuff. Mm hmm is pretty cool so i'm actually kind of i'm yeah i'm like really kind of excited to check out both of these movies next week me too so um i hope you guys are looking forward to that it's a comedy horror movie i'm not sure exactly when it comes out i believe it came out it comes out or it already came out march 13th 2020 but i don't know if it got mass distribution yet so they sent us a copy an early copy i'll find out more information about that for you guys ahead of time uh so that you know if you can check it out as well but 
I'm definitely looking forward to next week. So I hope you guys are too. And thank you for coming by this week, of course, and talking to us about us. Let us know what you think about these movies. I know I'm, I get crazy about films when I really like them, and I hope that you guys will give them a chance and check them out. So, but uh, other than that, thank you so much. And as always, long live the voice.